school. And well, all right. Well, all right. Yes, 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 you did. Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is Friday. It's WMNF 88.5 FM. And I just wanted to say good morning to all of our listeners out there from all seven counties uh, in the center western part of the state. My name is Mario Nunez, and you're listening to Down and Dirty. I'm joined on set here today by my co-host and partner, Good morning, Mario. John Dingfelder. In the house. John Dingfelder's in the house. And the who's bell. over there? Yeah, it's weak. He's hitting the it's bell. Weak. We're starting early. It's a weak bell. I got to get my bell. So <laughs> so who's back there behind the board? You just heard his voice. It is Jason Marlowe with the dulcet tones that you look at, forward to. At a baby, Jace. At a baby. Dulcet. 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 Luxurious. A little, a little I, in the cat family? Is it? No, I always no. thought is it was. like an ocelot? Maybe that's it. I always thought it was dulce tones, as in the word dulce in Spanish, dulce, which is sweet, sweet, right? Which is sweet. sweet. The sweet tones. Dulce. There we go. So I think dulcet is actually French for sweet. So anybody out there who knows, hey, give us a call. If you're going to be joining us today in our conversation with City Councilwoman Lynn Hurtak, we're going to get to her in just a minute. Call us and let's load the phone lines now at 813-239-9663. And you know what I said last week? If they don't call us, we're calling them. Then we're going to call them. That's, that's how this <laughs> works <here. laughs> And we've gotten... We will just randomly start dialing numbers. <laughs> and we've got plenty. You can also send us an email, dj at wmnf.org. And if you're too busy to do either one of those two things, but you can always text, text us at 813-433-0885. Operators are standing by to take your calls, even as I'm speaking and to Mario, you. And Mario, on a serious note on those phone calls... We- we're going to preview this. We will be talking about the mayor's proposed budget hike of one mil, okay? And we will be talking about that for a good part of this entire hour. So if you have an opinion on the mayor's budget hike, one way or the other, pro or con, we want to hear it. 813-239-9663. We take all callers, okay? And, and today's topic, I think, will, will spark a lot of interest, right? Cheers, jeers, comments, questions? Absolutely. We, we would love to hear from what, all of you. What do we have about our, our week behind us? So well, how do we feel about that? I, I, I think it was okay, but I'm still, I can't, you know, you can't even do anything outside, right? Yes, I mean, if you go is. outside and you're, not, and you're not wearing your protective hazmat gear from the solar radiation, and we'll talk to our guest today because she had an experience where, you know, even if you just walk to the mailbox, you're going to be assaulted by the sun. For those of us that are... Thinning on top, I'm not speaking about myself, of course. For those of us, if you're not wearing a hat or covering your dome, you're going to get burned. And this is just an obvious. I'm not even going to the beach that much this year. I could only mow the yard at 7.30 this morning. My neighbors hate me, but that's the only time I can mow the yard. Or or suffer the risk of a stroke. Now, let me just also say for the, and this is one of of our pet peeves this morning that we're going to go over real quick. But trivia question. For facts' sake, what I know, I know, I know, Miss Julie, bell. bring me my bell, Miss Julie. There it is. That's not the. Oh, that's, that's really that's feeble. Weak. But here's the, here's the thing. Anybody know out there what the uh, Gulf and Bay temperature has been this week? I the, was swimming in the Gulf on Monday, and it felt about a hundred degrees, but I don't know. Jay's got a guess. Hot. <laughs> very, very is the answer. Well, here's the here's the trivial question for you. What is what do people usually set their 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 hot tubs at temperature wise? Uh, one hundred and five between one hundred three and one ten. That's yeah. typically where a hot, hot tub, tub usually resides, right? One hundred three and one ten. What was the goal? The the bay temperature underneath mm-hmm. the skyway ninety seven degrees, my right. brother. Right. Ninety seven degrees, yeah. and it doesn't rain. All right, okay. So starting there, as the backdrop. <laughs> 
I'm going to go with Jace this. We're going to start with Jason this week. All right, so I have a different take. Um, I am terribly worried about our Buccaneers, and I see us as having a plethora of two quarterbacks who both can't throw the ball, and, like, maybe Baker Mayfield can mow the lawn like he did at Cleveland, but I'm not really sure what else he's going to be good for. He's thrown, I think, seven interceptions in nine practices. So, yes, I'm looking forward to a uh, a hellacious reminder that uh, Tom Brady has left us and that we are suddenly looking at... Uh, Maybe he'll come back. That's oh, a, yeah, great. That's <laughs> a big ouch. That's a big ouch, baby. But yeah, you know I think what? we're looking at a long season. Long season and... and and a tormenting season. I, I, warned, John. I, I warned my wife uh, yesterday, and I said, football season is starting, and the game is on WFLA live. Anyway, um, going back to Mother Nature and the, and the heating of this planet, um, we can't not talk about the fires. Um, the fire in Maui is, yeah. is tragic, beautiful island. From what I understand, Mario, you probably were there many, many, many times. Um, but I was reading an article in the New York Times about uh, the fires that burned in Canada and, of course, drifted all that smoke down into the, the northeast, which was really bad for everybody. But the most interesting thing I read in the article was the fact that the amount of carbon that's being released by those fires in Canada is equivalent to the amount that humans have released in Canada over the last 10 years. And that's just one season of fires that's not even done yet. And um, so Mother Nature is getting her revenge on us uh, in numerous ways. Mother, it's really sad. We Mother Nature something. is PO'd. And, uh, and she's letting us know. Yeah, the so otters are stealing surfboards. Like, you know, the, the seals are chasing people off the beach. They're letting us know. It's I'm, like- I'm going to dovetail on what you said, J.D., and, and talk a little bit about Maui again. And if you were listening before... Our show today, uh, Amy Goodman uh, previewed this for almost the entire... Actually, it was the subject of, of her show for the entire hour. Um, the banyan trees that celebrated 150 yeah. years of existence just this month, just earlier this month. Um, the indigenous people that have been there for seven, eight generations. Uh, and Maui is one of the most beautiful, welcoming places on the planet and you know how that whole fire started? You would you would kind of think maybe it was a, a volcanic eruption that you know of course that's that's nature again, and then everything just took off from there. Not not really, not really. Here's here's what happened, because of the hurricane typhoon that's in the Pacific Ocean, some 300 miles away from the islands, it created high winds on the island, right? And of course these are super cyclones. So the high wind knocked the knocked down the power pole. Live wire, brush fire, winds that are uncontrollable, Terminal. and before you know it, and before you know it, yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm just saying, what about this thing with fossil fuels? What about can we can we stop the clock? Is it too late? I'm pissed. I'm angry. I have a young granddaughter. I worry what we're doing to the planet and how it's becoming inhospitable. We must be better, Jason. Man, that's like. Hard to follow. Wow. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be a, a, <laughs> a buzzkill so early in the show, but you're on. You go outside. So you can feel it here. Of show to be I'm just going to quickly be. I'm going to quickly pick a quick beef that I've been picking on now almost every week for the last couple since we started the show, which is this. Ron DeSantis. No, the the idea to turn our county commission into nine single member districts, and we had uh, recently, just the other day, our, our a guest in front of the show, Pat Mantega, put a section in his article talking about how it's a great idea, and I just I, though I love Pat. Not a good idea. Genuinely not a good idea to make more government less democratic. People should have a right to vote for four county commissioners and not for one. 
and I, I will continue to pound this beef un, uh, until it's like flat enough until for schnitzel. We, until we can't take here, it. Here, yeah. here you oh, go. Man. It's flat enough for schnitzel. We're hammering this out. We're going to get a good All right, here's my last one. I'm going. For those it, of us I'm, that know what schnitzel looks like, go ahead. I'm going international. Oh, on, international schnitzel. Okay, and another article I was reading is how the, how Ukraine is really taking it to Russia. Uh, they've they've aggressively attacked two uh, ships out there in the Crimea, and they and they uh, and they were bombing a Russian city near Ukraine. And I say, great, that is war. And if <laughs> Russia is going to bring it to them, they need to bring it to Russia. And I think the whole thing is tragic, and we shouldn't have war. But why not? Well, why not? You know? you're not going to get an argument from from your co-host. I'll tell no. you the truth. I, I've always thought that the Ukrainians were, you know, had a lot of fight. All they needed was a little bit of, you know, maybe some some equipment. They didn't. They had all the want to necessary. They just needed the firepower, so to speak. Play in the dirt, get dirty. All right. All well, right. Let's let's end it with another a little bit of a. It's it's not a buzzkill, but it is a sad reality. You know the times we're living, and um, so, you know, I, I've experienced a little bit of loss here in the last month and a half, two months. Again, on Monday, a Jefferson Dragon, a classmate of mine, and just an all-around great fella, good guy. We lost him on Monday, on, you know, unexpectedly. His wife found him. He had transitioned, middle of the night. Nobody knows what happened. We'll find out about that. But even more than that, then yesterday I'm doing a little workout, and I hear that uh, Robbie Robertson has passed away. Robbie Robertson, for those of you that may not know, founding member of the band, one of the most prolific songwriters in history, joins Levon Helm now on the other side. And um, it's just, you know, the times we're living, man. We, we just, all of our, our icons, they're leaving us. I mean, I'm, we're going to wake up tomorrow morning and Willie Mays is going to be gone. I mean, it's, it, it's just a sign of the times. And um, we have a song that we'd like to maybe touch on now, or do you want to wait till oh, the we're, end? We're going we're we're to wait. You're going to build end. that yes. to the end? We okay, are so, that for the end. So, Robbie Robertson, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for the years of incredible... Uh, music and uh, and the band, if you don't know, has a, has a, an award winning movie out that's called The, the Waltz. Last Waltz, The Last Waltz, excuse me, and it's it's available on Netflix. And if if you haven't, if you want to see what Robbie Robertson was all about in his heyday, check it out. So we will transition really quick to our boss lady that is here in the room, and to that, and to you, I present. She didn't know she was going to have to sing this morning. <laughs> that's quite. That's that's quite the introduction. Mario, Jason, Jason, take it, Jason. We wouldn't ask that of her. I've that got it, Mario uh, and Jason. We are honored to have uh, our city councilwoman citywide, Lynn Hertak, with us here today. Woo. Let me give the little bio on on uh, Councilwoman Hertak. She earned, and I I knew I loved her. She earned her bachelor's and her master's degree from the University of Florida. Go, Go Gators. Gators. Uh, afterwards, she worked as a teacher at Idawala Elementary School, and I taught middle. I taught middle school in Gainesville. We got a lot going on there, Lynn. And uh, and she also served as the school's union representative, which I was also a union representative here in Tampa for the teachers. Uh, previously, to, prior to joining Tampa City Council, she served as a technical edi- editor, focusing on grants and aid programs in West Africa. Uh, last year, in 2022. 
there was an open seat on city council, and uh, she applied for it, and and uh, the other council members voted for her. I know she got at least four votes, and she was and she was on city council. She ran for city council, had a very had a tough race, uh, but but won uh, hands down twenty percent plus. She won by twenty percent over uh, over uh, somebody who raised a lot of money and other folks who poured money in against her, which actually is going to be one of my questions later in the show. But Lynn Hurtak, we're glad to have you here. Oh, thank you all for having me today. I greatly appreciate it. Um, is that your new nickname, by the way, the Barracuda? Is that it? <laughs> nice. Barracuda. Nice. If I started something, I will ask for trademark rights. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go ahead. Like, we're gonna, is there, the lawyers in the audience, please. Wait, <laughs> wait if you're listening. There you go. <laughs> Um, How's yeah. council going? You've been on a, a little more than a year, and uh... um, it's going well. It's it's uh, you know um, it's a lot of work. Mm, I'm doing. Work. I mean, I think, every day. I think President Bush Jr. said that, didn't he? It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of work. Um, and you know, you you kind of have to become an expert in all sorts of things, and you can't. That's just not possible. So you you focus on what you can and. Um, so no, I, I it's it's been nice after the election to kind of settle in and and be, before it was a sprint just that year and I tried to do as much as I could because if I only had a year I wanted to try it all and then uh, and then to have four years is is really the transition to okay I, I need I need a pace. So can't, what do you see as your run. focus for the next uh, four years? I mean I mean you're absolutely right you can't be a jack of all trades there because you get lost and you get overwhelmed. Yeah, and people don't really take you seriously if you're involved in every single issue. Yeah. No, no, no. So what are, what are the three or four issues that you're really going to focus on or have been focusing on? Uh, transportation and housing, which aren't small issues by any means, uh, but those are really my passion areas. Oh, you took the easy ones. Yeah, yeah, the easy <laughs> ones. And, you know, it's interesting because I didn't know anything about, I, I didn't know a lot about affordable housing before I joined council, but that was right in the time where everyone was talking about it. So I've kind of dove in. I've done a lot of tours. I've been to conferences. Uh, You know, right now I've been deep diving into research on community land trusts, which the city wants to start one up in uh, this coming year. Um, Yeah, that's one of the pieces of bait that the mayor is dangling out there with her proposed tax hike is to borrow X number of dollars and you, yeah, um, to do a community land trust. And I think a community land trust, we've been talking about it for the last four years. Um, wasn't really sure why they hadn't gotten around to doing anything on it. But, uh, but I did see that she was dangling that as, as some bait. Lynn, give, us a, that, give us a quick tutorial on what, what a yeah, community, what land, community trust, land trust is. Yeah, define um, that for us. Well, I, again, I'm still learning myself. I have, uh, I have some meetings with staff and... Um, I'm hoping at the uh, Florida Housing Conference and maybe the CRA, uh, the Florida, the FRA um, conference this summer, I'll get some more information. But really, it's basically land. uh, It's going to be started by the city of Tampa, but then eventually it will be spun off to its own entity that the city will have no control over, which is important because you never know. Every administration is a little bit different. And I just would never want it to end up like the Sadowski Fund, which we, if, if you're unfamiliar with the Sadowski Fund, it's, it's uh, basically a tax that's paid every time any type of real estate turns over. And it was meant to help 
uh, with affordable housing, but it's consistently rated R A I D rated. It's the cookie jar that the legislature dips into whenever they want more money for their Anything they want money for anything. So had we actually used that, we would certainly not be in the position we are in. So Mario, we told people to call in 813-239-9663. We have a caller. We do. Chris, we see you there. We're going to go to you now and and, uh, we're coming at you in three, two, one. Chris, you're on the air. Hey. Hey, Mario. Yeah, thank I'm, thank I'm you so much for, for being patient with us, my brother. I, I know that you were on there for a hot minute. <clears throat> no, it's fine. You guys talked about so many things, and yes, the heat's a big thing. Uh, my father-in-law uh, has been a longshoreman for over 50 years. So he's 86 right now. Oof. And one a couple weeks ago, we were putting together a shed in the backyard. I was on the roof just putting some plywood down. And uh, I asked one of the longshoremen there, who was also in his 80s, I was like, do you remember what it was like in the 50s and 60s working in a dock? Was it this hot? He said, no, it was not. It was much more bearable then than it is now. So there, there definitely is a change uh, in the Bay Area. I mean, I'm 46, and I'm, when I try to go running in the afternoon, it's, it's really hard. And Be I careful. Just even for being a kid. Uh, so we just definitely need to keep, on top of that, and kudos to the Florida Aquarium for trying to keep the coral reefs alive with yeah, the yeah. program. Um, so I wanted to hop on on a couple of things really quickly. I know the mayor's coming out. She wants to talk about raising the millage. I completely agree. We need to raise the millage. The streetcar millage for Ybor has been static since 2000, and homeowners are exempt from it, which is insane. I honestly think the port should pay for it, but the port can't because they have a charter saying that they can't pay for it. Um, the airport doesn't even want to invest in it. Lepano is just all about air taxis. So I really hope that city and uh, city actually lobbies these offices if they can or send staff over to say, hey, we need to include rail extensions to our properties. And because we all get federal funding, we see this as an opportunity to form a partnership without a stupid merger that the TPO is pushing. Yep. But the millage is important because um, the way how the city values, values itself, right? We don't look at city properties as a house in Hyde Park. So in a house in Hyde Park, if you remember, you can go and skip one up for under $100,000 in the 80s and late 70s. Now, they're worth millions. And so if the city doesn't look at their assets, and a real estate portfolio, like a uh, principle, like how we private owners do, um, we're always going to undervalue city properties. Why is this important? Why is it relevant to what the mayor is pushing? Well, because we undervalue the properties that the city has, including streets, because streets can be awesome if we make them right and they can yield a lot of money. If we undervalue our assets, we can't finance capital improvements. We can't get venture capitalists to do private-public partnerships. We can't bond the way that we can do. One perfect example here I just want to say quickly is that there are programs out there in Boston and, for example, took this full lesson of valuing city assets better. Boston went from worthy to being worth $3.8 million, billion, okay, because Boston's big, so we're talking nearly $4 billion. But because when they said, hey, you know what, we think we're worth more, they had a team that came in there and valued their assets and worked with, with city staff. All right, Chris, we got we got to wrap up. But Hold on. You've hit a lot of good good points. He's, he's, he's getting there. He's Let's making his point, though. My point is this. Boston went from $4 billion to being worth $55 billion. So when you're worth that much money, you can get that much money. That is the point. So 
Uh, Lynn, my big question to you is, uh, is there any way you can write uh, in the Brownfield conversion in Ybor City, where Daryl Shaw wants to do this development, can you write in there that no, study, no stadium can be built on that property? Thank you. Thank you for your call, Chris. Thank you so much. All right, Lynn, uh, I don't uh, that was kind that of was a lot of information. An obscure question, but uh, maybe a, a lot of legal parameters associated with that question. But if you want to answer it, go for it. Uh, I can. I, I'll, I'll be honest. My question is I don't or my answer is I don't know, because uh, we approved a PDA for that, um, for that. Uh, the entire development. And I would have to go back and see if a stadium is one of the possible uses uh, now, gossip on the street that I've heard about stadium is that Ooh, it's gossip. not going to be in that gas works area. It would be at the top of the port in the secondary area where he has another development. So not part of gas works itself. Now, again, I think they're going to I, I think they're gonna stay in St. Pete. I, mean, also, I think they're going to stay in St. Pete, but it is a little funny that this uh, just in the six years I've lived here, the stadium has gone from what, four, five, six different locations, I think, throughout just Ebor. I mean, mm -hmm. well, at one point they were talking about the HCA yeah, yeah. site right on yeah. the corner of Palm. Now it's over there. Now it's over here. Now it's in the water on a barge. Like, yeah, we didn't get a chance. We heard to, about that one, too. We didn't get a chance to ask Daryl Schultz sexy. too much on that yeah. last week. Lynn, let's, let's jump back to property taxes because I think that is uh, on everybody's mind, and it's going to be a, a very quick um, decision, really, for the month of August for council to make. Um, so give us a rundown on what the mayor came to you guys with a week ago and, uh, you know, and we'll go from there. And how you feel about that. Okay. Um, well, she actually, for the first time ever, we got a, a, uh, a preview. Um, council members had one-on-one -on -one previews of the budget before it was presented, which I, I found incredibly helpful. And I was really happy that she was willing to do that, uh, because they're, they're knowing. How, far, how far in advance? Um, mine was at 4 p.m. the day before she announced, so Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. But, but I know So others, much time. Wow. Well, well we, you know, when you ask for something that people don't necessarily want to do, sometimes you're the last. But uh, I know other council members had theirs in the week prior or the week leading up or the days leading up. Um, but, you know, I, like I said, I'm just happy to have gotten it in advance to really just get an idea so I could ask a bunch of questions right there instead of uh, because after the budget was presented, um, which the mayor did in person for the first time, I think in a couple administrations. Yeah. So uh, they left and allowed, um, had... Um, um, our, the CFO, uh, Chief Financial Officer, Dennis Rojero, give the actual sort of nuts and bolts. Again, though, an, a high view because the budget's really dense. Yeah, I think Buckhorn, Buckhorn started that. He, they doing the videotape mm -hmm. presentation to council. Uh, prior to that, Mayor Pam, uh, when I was there, um, she, uh, she, came, she came to us and, and gave the presentation. She was always willing to stand there and answer questions. Uh, which, frankly, that's what a mayor should do. Yeah, yeah. You know, in St. Petersburg, I think the mayor is, is, sits there often with the council or the commission over there and a lot of other cities as well. And I think a mayor should be more accessible, uh, to be honest. I think our city structure and the way that plays out in terms of process is a little bit wrong because the mayor ends up being a little isolated. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the thing I think I've 
really realized the most about about being on council is that Thursdays, anyone can come in and anyone can say whatever they want. And it's Tony Daniels. Are you listening? Everybody, everybody. I mean, it's there. It's the public comment. Yeah, right? and they oh, yeah. come. You get your three minutes. They, they really do. And even more importantly, which I find fascinating, even though I was one of the people who did this, uh, people watch. Like oh, Thursday yeah. is much must watch TV. I never really realized. I mean, I watched when I was land use chair for Old Seminole Heights. I would always watch the evening meetings. Because I was involved with land use, and then I sat on the variance review board, so we had people coming for that. But I, I mean, it's it's fascinating. People will, uh, um, you know, send emails afterwards. They'll call Kelly, my uh, aide, while I'm in session, and I think I'm one of the very few, other than Charlie Miranda, who does not have their phone on the dais. So if you text me or something like, I can't see it because I'm not gonna. <laughs> Where does he leave his cuneiform tablet? Is it like does it does he keep that in the office or just? I'm curious. All right, let's go. Let's I think he just flew. Did a flyby there, Jace. Let's, let's jump back to the uh, proposed property tax hike. Uh, one one mill, which I think somebody estimated is about a sixteen percent. Uh, property tax increase for the residents of the city of Tampa. Um, so let's let's talk about how did how did she pitch it? What's the, you know, I mean, you were there. What's her side of the story? And then we can wrestle with what your side and our side is. Um, mainly that we haven't truly had a millage rate since uh, 1989. Um, 1989. Oh, I I have the map. The didn't the Mike Suarez group. Didn't Buckhorn come to them with a, a tax hike? Yes. Yes. And they, However, and they, they, cut, it, they cut it in half. They cut it in half. But that but, was still a hike. Well, it was, but it wasn't. Because what happened is in 89, it was a certain, it was yeah. um, 6.539. And then we had the recession and the state required us to uh, drop it twice. And it was left at seven point or 5.7326 until that hike at 6.2. So we didn't even get back to the 6.5. So that's, that's why um, folks can say that it hasn't really been raised. I mean, it's been raised, but it wasn't even raised to the amount, which to me is concerning because I see all of these... Um, uh, Delayed improvements. <laughs> Dreams uh, deferred. Well, I mean, right now we're looking at we're we, we've got a we've got stormwater that we're repurposing, we're fixing right now. We're we have the pipes program, which is uh, okay. both. You gotta you gotta associate because that's not part of the general fund. No, 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 no. Okay, no, so stormwater no. has its own fee. Yes, it and does. People, and people complain about that regularly. You'll get that in <laughs> September. Right? Yeah. Okay. Pipes program, they're increasing our water bill, what is it, 4 or 5% every year for like the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. So that's a separate fund. Yes, but it does kind of all tie together because people are feeling they're paying these extra fees and they're saying, why can't you do with what you're doing in there? So the mayor's point is that the things that people have been asking for, parks, streets, public safety, and uh, housing is something that we can't contain within the budget we have. So her point was, is the mill, 39% of this increased mill, uh, they proposed to go toward paving, 
which is roads and sidewalks and some transportation. Um, 21% toward public safety, um, 20% toward affordable housing, and 19% toward parks. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Down and Dirty with Mario Nunez and John Dinkfelder on WMNF 88.5 or streaming worldwide at WMNF.org. We're talking today with Ms. Lynn Hurtak, one of our city council members. I've got a, an email here that I'd like to read. It's sort of off topic. We're going to zig and then zag because we're going to finish talking about about the budget, certainly, but I wanted to honor this email. Hey, guys, thanks so much for speaking with Lynn Hurtak today. I think she's doing a great job on city council. There you go. I tuned in late. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I tuned in late. Did you speak about the raid on her husband, Tim Burke's office at their home in Seminole Heights? I want to encourage listeners to check out the great Q&A article interview with Tim's lawyer that appeared this week in Columbia Journalism Review. I think that the feds don't have a case. Fox News is a bunch of whiny witches with a B. Thanks, David Bryan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for submitting that email. If you'd like to touch on that, Lynn, or not, we can go right back because this is we're kind of just talking about something that's already happened. And yes, um, I'll just say thank you, and we appreciate the support, and we absolutely do recommend you check out the the that article um, in the interview with one of our lawyers. Is really I'm one of Tim's lawyers. I say R, but it's really him. Uh, it, with one of Tim's lawyers is really great. Um, so Lynn, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get back to the yeah. property tax um, issue. I, I called down to City Hall um, to, I can't remember who I talked to, maybe the people who answered the, at the desk and say, what are the emails? What are the emails that are coming in? Because we always get emails this time of year. And what are the emails that are coming in and what do they say? And uh, and I was told that that at this point it was 100, contrary to Chris, our good friend Chris in Ybor City, who was in favor of the tax, but I was told it's 100% of emails, uh, very articulate emails, opposed to the, any increase in the tax. And I don't think people really are digging, necessarily digging into the details of why the mayor is justifying the tax. But what they're saying is, is their TECO bill has gone up 10%. Their water bill has gone up 4% every single year. Their sewer bill is going up. Their garbage bill is going up. Their stormwater fee uh, has been you know, pretty significant over the last couple of years. I don't even know about county and school board taxes, what they're doing. The cost of living over the last, since 2022, has increased 11%. That's our food bill. Um, Tampa Bay rents lead the nation. I mean, you're talking about affordable housing. Tampa Bay rents lead the nation at 38% increase since the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. And they're building more units. Mm-hmm. Well, not, not nearly not enough. Not nearly enough and not affordable. No. I mean, there, you know, there's a lot of, you know, high-end units that are going up downtown, and that's all fine and good. And the Nibor. But, and the but, but the bottom line is, is, is it's not affordable housing, and uh, affordable folks are getting pushed out, which leads me to, that was a long-winded intro, leads me to my question, is if everybody in the city really cares about affordable housing, and you, by the way, somebody take a guess at this desk, what percentage of people are renters in the city of Tampa and what percent are owners? Been, 43% are renters. Okay, Jason? I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go about 46 47%. Councilwoman? I believe it's like 50-some. It's 50-50. Mm-hmm. Okay, so half the people in the city are renting. Oh, That's a okay. lot. Many, many of those are poor or need affordable housing. And the problem is, is if, you, if you've got this proposed tax increase and you give it to a landlord, where's it going? Yeah, it's going to the renter. It's going to the renter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Half of the people in the city of Tampa who already 
are being priced out of, of, you know, what they need, you know, that's where it's going. I think the city council needs to address that tremendously. I don't disagree, but how do we create affordable housing? No, my, no, my, my first question is, is do you make it worse by putting another couple of hundred dollars, you know, per year, maybe even a thousand dollars per year on, on the backs of these renters? Yes, sure. I mean, there's no, when you're raising taxes, that's, that's your, I mean, it's not just renters. I mean, homeowners are going to get it too. The issue is though, how do we fund affordable housing? Or the services that come from the taxes. Well, but, but for affordable housing, what we need in order to get matching funds from the federal government or the state government, but mostly feds, is we need to have, we, ha- we have to have matches. Um, our uh, economic director, I forget her f- full title, our housing guru, Nicole Travis, basically gave me uh, a couple of properties that, that were old motels that the folks came to her and said, hey, we, we want to sell to you, we, we, but we didn't have the money to buy them. They, they would have been perfect for um, quick. Uh, right now, we don't have any homeless. You know, Lynn, I, I, I've got to take issue, and if the mayor was sitting here, I'd take issue with her. But, but when we say we don't have the money, okay, they just spent a more than $100 million on Hannah Street mm-hmm. for this Taj Mahal over there yeah. for a new city, city hall that, frankly, I didn't think they needed. No. Um, and they spent $100 million. Where does it come from? It comes out of the general fund. They borrowed $100 million, and now you've got a debt service. Yeah. Okay, for the next 30 years to pay for that building. So when they say they don't have the money, well, they make choices, just like everybody does on their family budget. But they've made choices. In my opinion, they made some bad, bad choices. That's the Tampa. offsite city hall, correct, John? But but it's that's also, the offsite. Yeah, they're consolidating a lot yeah. of a lot of uh, departments over there, et cetera, right. et cetera. But they did that with city with city council's approval. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did. Right, and it was a mistake of all of them. Yeah, but th- that's what happened, and I don't disagree. Uh, but I also don't believe that we should take on more debt. And I'm more of a pay-as-you-go kind of person. Um, I, I, I really worry about debt because of all this stuff that we're doing and we're taking on debt. Especially at 7% or whatever they're going to pay. Yeah. 5%. They used to pay 2 or 3%. No big deal. Exactly. But, but the thing is, now we can have the shiny thing within the next couple of years, and then we're going to be paying for it forever. Right. So I – another thing – that I don't have to do in my personal budget, and I don't think any of us have to do in our personal budget, 23% of our entire um, budget has to be in savings. Otherwise, we can't get loans. We can't get that right. sort of thing. Because it, it's our bond rating. Yeah, we have to have 20% exactly. surplus yeah. to get a good bond rating. And, and that's sound business practice. It's sound business practice, but I don't have to do that in my house. I mean, it would be nice, but I don't you know, have to keep 20% of my annual income in my bank account in order to get a loan. Yeah. So here's another statistic, guys and ladies. Um, Median household income by neighborhood. We think of Tampa as being one place. Okay, this is a tale of several cities all within Tampa. Yeah. 33606, Davis Island, Hyde Park. What is the median household income of median 
Okay. As many above as, as are below. Give me give me a guess, Jason. 180,000. Okay. Mario? I like that. I'm going to go with, I was going to say 150. All right. Yeah, I was going to say 150 as All well. All right. Well, Jason was closer. Bing, bing. Yeah. Um, 173,000. It's almost like months of studying but, census data have paid off for me. But Lynn and I were closest to without going over. So do we yeah. win the showcase? Uh, this is not the, right. Right. Review the rules. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. 33606, 173,000. 33605, mainly East Tampa. Okay. What's the median income? 45,000. That's strong. I can't disagree. Jason's been cheating. He's been researching this. <laughs> I only did this for a living, my I friend. Know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say about 42. Yeah. So. 42,000. Look at the dispute. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. That was pretty On impressive. On the money. $43,000. It's very serious. Look at the disparity, okay, between those neighborhoods. All right? There's a lot of people, you know, perhaps in South Tampa who might say, well, you know, we need to fix our roads and, 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 and we need better transportation and that sort of thing. Well, then maybe they can afford that higher tax bill, even though their house is assessed at a larger amount. But if you're on a fixed income at $43,000 or less, and that's your household An income, and you own your house, okay, you've got, you've got all these increased things. You've got increased fees. You've got to increase TICO bills, all the things we talked about earlier. And now they want to, you know, add on a couple of hundred dollars additional to your mortgage bill. Um, true. Uh, they did break it down per district. And in that district, it was it was about six dollars a month was what they figured for East Tampa district. Yeah, the numbers that were cited in the Times, the proposed mm-hmm. rate is seven dollars, 21 cents yeah. for the average assessed value. The average Tampa assessment, two hundred and eighty one thousand four hundred ninety five dollars, an additional nineteen twenty nine a month on your bill. So over the course of a year, average Tampa homeowner, two hundred thirty one dollars additional. All right. Mario, you got some calls. We do, we do, and we and they've been patiently waiting. So let's go ahead and, and honor that patience by saying, Tally, you're on the air. Do you have a question for Miss Hertek? Yes, an information. Um, I am a senior, senior disabled from years of caregiving, and um, my well pressure went low, very low. I was advised I need to hook up to the city. Well, thank God I have three children, and I signed when they were 14 years old to go to work. So they all pitched in. It cost me, this old lady, 16000 to hook up to the city. Mm-hmm. It did not take them more than three hours to do that job. Plus, I had to hire my own plumber to complete the job. So now I have a $50 average water, water bill, bill, which I didn't have before. And Tally, uh, we've, been, we've, been yeah. talk, we've been talking about the proposed tax hike. Were you and your friends aware of it? And what do you think? Well, I think we pay too much taxes just by buying food or medication that we, we when you look at Walmart every, everywhere is tax, tax, tax. <coughs> and you see this exorbitant development everywhere. Our I'm in Tampa Heights, they call it now, and the traffic I I could walk 
go for a walk. And the traffic now is scary because of the development. <coughs> and thank you all. Miss Herta, blessing. Thank you, Tally. Thank you for your call. All, all great points and, and all taken into consideration. Thank you so much. I have a second call here. Why don't we go to it real quick? Yes. We're going to come to you now. DeAndre in Brandon, do you have a question or a comment for us? Um, I have a little of both. Um, there is a countywide uh, survey that was going on to the 31st of last month. Hey, by the way, good morning. Congratulations, Mario, man. Thank you, brother. Um, I'm, I'm glad to have been hearing your show. I haven't been out on Fridays on the road very much. been taking up elsewhere. But, um, yeah, uh, so... Uh, there's a kind of wide uh, survey, uh, kind of a lame survey. It really didn't get to where I hoped it would go. Um, uh, it was about traffic and, like, how to tamp it down or how to, how to deal with it. And um, I, I had a few thoughts, but my question, and one of them pertains to this. What My, my question, actually, pertains to my question. What is the, the city's appetite for curbing potential storm traffic? To me, there's different kinds, school, uh, waste management, uh, and, and then there's the commerce traffic, which they're trying to address with a uh, uh, semi-truck. But when it comes to storm traffic, there's a mad dash on stuff, to equipment to cover up windows. So what the uh, – and renters uh, – or excuse me, uh, landlords don't necessarily supply this stuff or put – you know, keep – Keep a home uh, adapted for that kind of uh, that kind of uh, protection with shutters and what have you. Renters have to buy these things amongst other things that you would expect landlords and leasing companies to go ahead and accommodate for for their uh, their tenants. And there's often a mad dash for plywood or this or so, whatever other like temporary the long term supplies that people don't necessarily know how to uh, put on their homes. Now, we're only halfway through the storm season, all right? Um, so what happens like this, the city of Tampa have for helping deal with that, so that storm traffic, whatever part of it might be, plywood and et cetera, what appetite does the city have for going ahead and dealing with that um, uh, with uh, some some authorities on the matter for residents, whether it's, whether it's residential and or et cetera, because I can't afford that plywood. That stuff's gone. Up. Not not to mention the fact, DeAndre, that if you can if you can find it, because once we get to that point, you know, there's always a run on the uh, on the big box stores. And, and uh -huh. plywood seems to be the first thing to go. DeAndre, thank you so much, my brother, for the call. And thank you for listening and for the comments. We appreciate it. I'll let Lynn address those now. Um, honestly, uh, I think we could have done that with our... Uh, we had started with a, um, a tenant's uh, bill of rights. And, you know, the plan was to expand on that. And we could have included that in future versions. However, the, the state. state came in and completely preempted and said, we are not, uh, tenants are not allowed to have a bill of rights. We cannot require landlords to do this, that, or the other, um, which is really disappointing because I think that was uh, a very natural progression of helping people where they are. And um, the only thing that really remains from that 
um, that that we were able to get last year was that code enforcement can now go into apartments that have five or more units to to address code issues. And you mentioned that earlier, Lynn. You mentioned about uh, the matching funds, and and when you were thinking about mentioning that, I was thinking to myself, is the state, you know, under this leadership and administration right now in Tallahassee, would they be? Willing to do that? We've seen them turn money down for statewide, you know, Fed money that comes through the state and turn it down, whether it's for rail or transportation or any other general purposes. But, you know, are they, is, is that something that they would, they can do? Is that within their purview? Uh, the state to give us money? Or to, or to not give us money, yes. to prevent us from the matching? Yes. Uh, well, not, not for feds, fed money. Um, no. And in fact, we're getting a lot of grants because we're simply hopping over the state. And the federal government's going to the city. We would need to with this administration, I would think. Um, sort of, but uh, they are, in their own way, they're trying to address affordable housing, or they were in this this last um, uh, session. Well, they did it in a strange way. Uh, they, in many ways, gutted local yep. city council and county commission's ability to zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and SB said in the, in the name of affordable housing, and I think that's going to be uh, taken advantage of tremendously by developers. But going back to the property tax issue, because we are running short on time, um, Lynn, the how, people ask me that I served on council 10 years total. People ask me this all the time when it comes to really important issues like this. How do you make up your mind? How do you make up your mind? You know, I mean, you've got I think you have a. a overwhelming percentage of people who are writing in. And by the way, you need to tell them how, how they can get information to council on Monday at the mm-hmm. budget, budget for the workshop. budget workshop. Um, but how do you make up your mind? I, uh, mean, you, I mean, you've got a stack of uh, the mayor's uh, propaganda in, in front of you, uh, which they hand you. Uh, but I know that you, you do your reading and you do your research and, you know. Well, uh, I asked about two months ago to get uh, the PDF version of the budget, which is basically the line-by-line version, and that did not come to us until Wednesday afternoon. Um, So I haven't had as much time as I'd like to. That's my weekend homework to really dive in for Monday. Uh, But it is. It's an education process. It's talking to people about, you know, the goals and desires because we're hearing it. On both sides, people are saying no new taxes, but we're also hearing we just did this survey. We, <laughs> we also we want services. Yeah. We want you to do more, but we don't want to pay, pay for it. it. I mean, that's well, a, it is a problem. Yes, but in you know the so we did a um, they did a parks plan, and in the parks plan, they asked a question of people. They interviewed. They had surveys. They had all of this stuff, and they said, you know, would you be willing to pay more? And a, a majority, I want to say a large majority, it was in the 70%, would pay 5 to $10 more a month for improved parks. That's literally what this would be doing. Uh, also, we as a city voted largely for the all for transportation. And we're not allowed. Cities are not allowed to tax, to add to sales taxes. Only the county can do that. But the all for transportation... Is a sales tax. Yeah. Oh, okay. no. And Absolutely. And this is a, a property tax. Right. Yeah. It's a sales tax, which hits the tourists. Yes. Which hits the people yep. who As drive in drive in from Pasco County or whatever and use our roads. Okay. Yeah. And they buy our gas and they pay the sales tax. 
or they buy their corn chips or whatever, and they pay the sales tax. Corn chips. Um, <laughs> I'll just say, to her, like not to her bad, point, not though, bad. In the city, in, in 2022, it passed in the city, fell for transportation, 57 to 43%. Shout out to Kevin O'Hare and Tyler Hudson. Right. I thought it was more than that. But 57 to, to 43% to make the, But to make the jump and say they wanted it there as part of the sales tax, do we want it as part of the property tax, which I believe is going to hurt poor people more than anybody Across the board. Well, I mean, yeah, but a sales tax hurts poor people as well. But at least it's shared by tourists no, and others. I don't and disagree. Others. I don't disagree. All right, Mario, we got one more call. Make one them, more quick. Tell them yeah. they got a short time. You time betcha. We're, We're going to come to you right now, Brent, and make your question quick. You're on the air, Brent, with a couple of minutes left. Okay, thank you. Sure. Uh, I have just a quick statement and a question. One, uh, it seems like when we talk about property taxes, we go back and say, well, we need to have this for certain services. And yet it doesn't seem like those services are always increased in the following year after the tax has gone up. And also, if we have a tax or a, a, an income or an expense issue in our homes, we cut our budget. I would be curious to know how much the city has cut its budget in the last three or four years, not not farm something out to vendors or not uh, – had a shortage of people, but then hired them later in the year, but truly cut its budget. Yeah, Brent, and, and let me let me jump in and answer that real quick. They haven't. Um, I've I've studied the budget for many many years. They they tend to not cut the budget. They have hundreds of employees, management employees who make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year, and many of them are my friends, and they'll all be mad at me for saying it. But the bottom line is, they get the city budget gets more and more bloated, and they don't pull back. They build large edifices like the hundred million dollar building on Hannah. Um, you know, which didn't have to be that way. Thank uh, you for your call, Brent. That's my cut in. Sorry, Lynn. It's Thank the, you. It's the new team mob, the Taj Mahal office building. Ooh. <laughs> Are we getting down and dirty now? Is this is me, this what it means me to get one, down and dirty? Let me th- and I think we should. One more thing. Absolutely. Property insurance, okay, has gone crazy. The University of South Florida estimates forty percent property hike coming this year in twenty twenty three. We already pay four times the national Average car insurance also forty percent higher than the national average. It's runaway. It sounds oh. to me like it's runaway, JD. Like right. it, and, and to me, there's no cap on this. All right, Mario. No you're, cap. You're the, the sports guy. Say. Talk to me. You're the sports guy. Okay. What's the definition of piling on in a football game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it's, you're going to get a flag. Right. You're going to get a flag. Yeah. You get it, you're 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 adding insult to injury. Right. right? Because and it's the, not because necessary the, because the opposing player and I would assert. Poor people, you know, and, and middle-income In this instance, are, the, are, are already they, down on the ground. They're getting beat up. And uh, and you're coming on with more. And, and yeah, you're, you're pile, putting more you're rocks in their on. backpack, which isn't necessary. Anyway. So I guess my question then to each of you is then where would you cut? I mean, I, as I'll say for the record, as I said on the show last week, I think I think we do need to shrink and Shrinking. Wow. Shrinking. That's shrinking. That's. I don't that's, even know if I want to ring a bell. Posterity forever. I a bell on that. The Hobbit. That exists in posterity now forever. But I think we should shrink the allocation to parks. I think sixteen percent to parks. I love parks. I love green spaces. But I think our transit needs huh? are so sincere. No, that, no. Like, I mean, if we don't have the mill. Oh, if we don't have like, the mill. I, listen, I, as I said on the show last week, I'm in support of the increase. I just but, think but we I'm need asking. to tailor it better. I, I, I would you cut? But I'm asking. All right. Well, let me. Without the mill, what would you cut in this budget? To allow for the CPD helicopter. I noticed this morning, okay, that in the parking department budget under other, Bill Carlson always loves that other category, 
um, which he doesn't. I'm being facetious, but in, under other, okay, there's a $20 million increase to the parking department. I just saw it this morning. I'm going like, what? $20 million because this tax hike is only going to generate, what, $30 million? 54. Well, you know what? One page says 54 and the other page... Three, three pages One, down, Dennis said... 45.5 with 16.8 going to the CRA. No, Split eight. the difference. All right. If, I'll show you Dennis's presentation. On one page, it says $50 million. On another page, it says $30 million. But yep. the bottom line is, is there's, 20, there's $20 million that the par- parking departments mm-hmm. won't even identify what it relates to. And I know you'll dig into that. And I know you'll dig into all this before Monday, but tell people about Monday. Um, yes, and I have all these dates. Uh, I brought, um, I sent out a newsletter. And uh, so on Monday, August 14th at 5.01 at City Council Chambers uh, down on um, Kennedy, we will have a special call budget workshop. If you cannot attend, that's fine. You could watch it on TV. Um, we have it, uh, it is on YouTube, I believe. Can they attend virtually like they used to during COVID? Um. The only thing you can do virtually is to uh, do public comment. But yes, you can absolutely do okay, that. So they, um, need public comment. they need to sign up by today, though, for public comment. Yeah, how it's do usually they do that? 24 hours in advance. Uh, my best recommendation to do that would be go to, to the city council agenda page and look for the special call session. If you click on that and look at the agenda, it gives you. Uh, step-by-step instructions. It's kind of complicated. You have to email and do all this. But, uh, or but maybe contact the clerk's office. Yes, the you city can contact the clerk's office, but you can just click on, on the link in the agenda and it will, it will tell you. But you can definitely contact the city clerk's office. Um, after that, our next meeting on the budget will be Tuesday, September 5th at 5.01. Um, we're also going to have a, the city's doing a meet and greet on August 23rd, I don't have exactly right now where that is, uh, but there is there will be a, a meet and greet for people to ask more about it. I just want to say this has been a fascinating hour, and it went by pretty quickly. It and did. thank you, Lynn, for being here and answering Certainly, all the questions. You. Councilwoman, thank, we appreciate it. Thank you so much to all of our callers and emailers. And, uh, and for those of you listening each and every week, let me just say on behalf of my broadcast partner, who had a lot of good commentary today, John Dingfelder, also engineer-producer Jason Marlowe, who Dankeschön. had his own. Yeah, yeah, he was in there giving the good stuff as well. I'm Mario Nunez, wishing you salute and happy days. We'll be on the lookout for you next week. Stay tuned now. For the skinny with Ray Roa, Ben Montgomery, and Mitch Perry. Have a very nice weekend, everybody. Take us out, Jace.